And this is the Raw on Purpose podcast. Yes, where we tap into the raw, authentic you while we tap into our purpose and we're just sharing just great topics, subjects that relate to you and the people as we we help uh, share content that's going to help you tap into your purpose while being the raw, authentic you. That's right. We got a dope one for you today. We got some special guests here in studio with us. Before we do that, do us a favor. Look us up on YouTube, Raw Purpose Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell so you can get all the content when it comes out. Follow us on Instagram, Raw on Purpose underscore, and you can find us on Facebook at Raw on Purpose. If you got any questions, concerns, anything, you can email us, rawonpurpose at gmail.com. And we're streaming on all streaming platforms. So check us out. So like I said, we got a dope one today. Uh, we have some special guests so it's gonna be good. We got some ladies in the house. Yeah, ladies. Yeah. Ladies, can y'all introduce yourselves for us? Hey, I'm Amber. Hey, everybody. I'm Aisha. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank so, you. so, bro, what's the what are we talking about today? Toxic relationships. Toxic. <laughs> straight like that. Toxic relationships. <laughs> that seems to be like the topic of of the day. Trying to decipher like. How we get into toxic relationships, how do we get out of them, like so many different things. So we're just going to go in, talk about that, and then hopefully pull out how you can move from a toxic relationship into a purposed relationship. So we're just going to dive right in. When you guys think about toxic relationships, what comes to mind? Um, when I think about toxic relationships, I just think about two people or maybe one person that have unhealthy habits or toxic habits, and it uh, takes a toll on both parties um, just through actions, maybe the way somebody treats you, um, just toxic. I feel like we know when something isn't right or when something doesn't feel good or when something isn't healthy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, just on a, like a spectrum, like if it's not building both partners up um, or on the other end, it's, you know, bringing them down, then that is toxic. Um, like you said, patterns, habits, actions. Um, for example, manipulation comes to mind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Those narcissistic uh, tendencies <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially <just> that <laughs> word manipulate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because right. yeah. you got to think a lot of people, majority of people, I feel like kind of self-serve with relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Manipulation is their tool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, and we believe that or we go into relationships oftentimes thinking about what can we get from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Not asking what can I give what to the I other contribute? person? What can right. I contribute? What can I add yeah. to what um, what a relationship? And that's not just a dating relationship. 
you know, that's in friendships, that's in a business relationship, that's even in our work relationships, like where, because we're used to working, it's like, I give to get. Exactly. Right. If what I give you, you know, I give you my time, you give me a check at the end of it. So that's how we've trained. Right. If, mm -hmm. if I give a teacher my attention or the teacher gives me some information, I have to ace the test that she gives me. Right. So it's like I have to study in order to get this. I have to do so. It's so transactional. So that's what we yeah, transactional. lean into is transactions. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's like an ATM card. Mm -hmm. Like that question of like, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. Zach, I'm so <laughs> yeah. tired of that. I'm yeah. getting tired of that. Yes. Why? That discussion. It's like, well, what do you bring <laughs> to the table? Like, what exactly what you say? Like, what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes now they flipped it. They're like, I am the table. Right. <laughs> right. Like, what, what does that mean? Right. What really? Somebody, please explain. What does that mean? Being the table or being the 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 meal? The, all of that. Like, what does that really mean? Right. What do y'all think it means? I mean, for most women, I think it means like you're self sufficient. Like you're. Um, you're already good within who you are as a person. So me interacting with you or dating you or whatever is only like, it's, if I'm with you, it's because I want to be, not because like I need something from you or, mm -hmm. you know. I think that's kind of what it means. I don't yeah. know if I explained that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like when people say that, I hear like, I am the complete package. That's what I hear from yeah. it. Like, you don't need I'm nobody. Yeah. 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 And I'm it's, everything. It's crazy because, like, when you think of I'm the complete package, nobody's actually complete. Right. Right. Because the whole point of a relationship, no matter what kind it is, is for us to complement one another. But we're in a day and age where everybody is competing. We're competing for attention. We're competing for time. We're competing to see who can outdo the other person opposed to let's come together and compliment okay so you bring you bring this to the table you bring that to the table how do we take the two things that we bring to the table and make something great out of it but it's again we go back to the me 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 right so what do you think are some things that lead us into having toxic relationships what are some childhood experiences okay that's good okay <laughs> Can you, I would say, oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh. expound on that. What childhood? Um, whether it's from like society programming or from seeing family members or what you experience in your home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is learned. Yeah. Uh huh. Learned. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Because I think we were just talking about that recently the other day, like how the. Um, the parental relationship is so key because especially when you get in a relationship, you pretty much are in a relationship with one of your parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you yes. think about it and you go to the root of it, like you are having like face to face with whatever your mm -hmm. relationship was like with, you know, that, that parent and everything is like, if you had something between you and the parent or something like that, that it wasn't said, not dealt with, 
usually like that stuff comes up for you to deal with because it's a part of your healing really at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's your first relationship in the world anyways, yep. is your parents, that parental um, guidance, right? That parental figure, like when the baby comes out, that's the outside of the nurses mm-hmm. and the doctors, but that, that skin to skin that you get, that first connection, that mm-hmm. bond is so important. And like you said, like one, a lot of, you know, there's no manual on being a parent, right? So it's like you figure it out, you make mistakes, but we have to be mindful on how we treat the children, right? Because like you said, it's it's a learned behavior. Um, we don't forget, like, it's funny sometimes us as parents, we don't apologize to our kids, especially in, in our community. Man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Ooh. It's like, you just got to suck it up and deal with right. it. She can bring these books to That's what I was about I to say. That, that, yeah, I made your favorite. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Opposed to just saying, I'm sorry, like, you know, I shouldn't have, you know, what you did was wrong, but my reaction to it shouldn't have been that. I should have responded differently. Mm-hmm. Like so that brings funny. a whole different dynamic into the whole situation. Exactly. Yeah. And then we wonder why these kids have tempers. It's because you as a parent have tempers. Right. Yep. And then, you know, becoming a parent and seeing that your child can pull some of the worst parts out of you out. Like it exposes the worst part of you. Things that, yeah. the things that you thought you worked on it's like oh no yeah right like oh yeah <laughs> you forgot about me exactly. <laughs> for real exactly like even at seven months my daughter has pulled some stuff out of me that i thought that i had a better handle on. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh yeah nobody told me this going into being a parent nobody told me like i'm going to be confronted with yep. the different ugliness of what's inside of me yep that's real because i know yeah definitely for me like even like with my son and then seeing like myself as a son to my father and then seeing the things that uh that I learned from my father being like like said done or extended to him and what I'm grateful for is that I recognize it and that I can like check it and be like okay I saw where that result was from and <clears throat> And at least far as far as like um you know, like like you were talking about earlier that that relationship with a parent, I just realized like after years that you know I didn't take what my parents like didn't do personal. Some for years I took it personal, like yeah. <laughs> they did this to me, or you know, what I'm saying they allowed this to happen to me. But like you said, there's no manual for being a parent, and you really just have to be tapped in, depend on God, and and just really, you know, really just use the best wisdom and knowledge that you got to just really give the child everything that they, you know, need really. So, yeah, it it, it definitely opened my eyes a lot. It definitely opened my eyes to a whole lot, you know. But um, you know, it's it's a, it's healthy though. Like it's it's, yeah. it's a healthy progression. Yeah, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Did you have anything you want to add? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna add something. Okay. So. Not only with your relationship with your parents, but your parents' relationship with each other, I feel like. Because Absolutely. That's another great. You learn a lot of, 
sometimes bad habits from watching your parents, seeing them fight or fuss. Mm -hmm. You know, I know for me personally, I know my mom was a very much like hold it down, ride or die like type of woman. So I feel like for me, when I got into relationships, it was like, okay, ride or die. I'm in this thing. Sometimes you got to top off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> really and important to, to know when you yeah. gotta. Right. <laughs> to know when you gotta, you gotta right. jump off. Right. Of it. Right. right. <laughs> like I'm about to die. Yep. Oh my god! And it's just like yep. let go. Like that reminds me of a story of my mom. Um, coming down, we were in California at a water park. She came down the slide, and uh, they're like, she she goes underwater. She's freaking out, and the lifeguard's like, just stand up. Right, you're like stand up. That's all you got to do is stand up. So it's like, yeah, you're, we're sitting there struggling, we're fighting, we're trying to just mm-hmm. like just get out. And then you know that's obviously easier said than done yeah. because a lot of times there's emotion, there's connections, there's different things that have you attached. So you can't just you know jump off, even though the train's headed off a ditch, you know, off a cliff. But it's like, oh. Or we get into the uh, the thought of I can change him, or I can change her, right? I, I right. I'm gonna make her better. That's right? low. That's low key manipulation. What <laughs> <laughs> do you think about it? Years. That was me. I, that was me. Oh, mm-hmm. For years. I can. I can. I can make a difference. I'm gonna be the one. But yeah. You see that potential. Yep. That's what it that, is. That's it's the bear. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I got a feeling. Oh, you. I know what you're capable of. Or right. What you could I be. see it. Yep. Yeah. A glimmer of hope. Yep. <laughs> if they don't see it, then. That's yeah. the, yep. It's all about that individual. Yeah. If they see, yeah. believe, and tap into that potential, like you can see it and, you know, and all that, you know, more than them and everything. But if they don't, it's that energy is just totally different. And they're going to see it like, you know, like they're being pressured into performing or being or or something like that because they're just not in that state or that or that you know frame of mind to tap into that potential yeah yeah and that's why it's you know important as parents to communicate well with each other um it's like one thing that i've been having conversations with my wife is we have to be mindful how we respond to each other in front of them Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're watching everything we do they're, they're just little um, sponges walking around, <laughs> soaking up everything. It's like, you know, even at birth, you they come out and they make mannerisms or do things that are like you. And it's like, how are you doing this at two months old? Like, how do you already do what I, what I do? How do you act? How do you have an attitude like I have an attitude? How on earth do you have? It's like, how do you have <laughs> anger problems at four months old? Like, you angry because you ain't got your bottle. Like, ah! Like, where'd you... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so, in their DNA. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it gets activated, you know. So yeah. so we got to, um, it's important that we're mindful of that. That's why, like, it's important that we, we jump out of toxic relationships. Because, you know, if, if you've seen nothing but toxic relationships your whole life, then that warps your sense of what is love. Right, so if you have a man mm-hmm. that is used to verbally abusing a woman or his wife or his girl, whoever, the daughter is like, Oh, that's what love is and it's you know, it's weird and part of it's like that's not right, but it's like, Well, that's how daddy loves mommy, so that's 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 what's acceptable for me. 
And then the boy is like, oh, that's how you talk to women? Cool. I'll talk to them the same. Mm -hmm. It creates that cycle. Right. What are some steps to take to identify first that you're in a toxic relationship? The red flags. Right. What are what are the red flags? <laughs> and um yeah, let's dive into that. What are the red flags? What are some things that you see or in past experiences that you see and like, uh, nah, you know, it's not that bad. I would say um, someone being selfish, not listening to you, um, running instead of communicating, being secretive, um, being stagnant, not growing. To me, that's a red flag, even though it's not directly on me. But mm -hmm. if they're stagnant, that's a red flag. Okay. Um, I would definitely say, like she said earlier, manipulation. That's a big one. Um, if you constantly find yourself like blaming yourself for things or thinking mm -hmm. you're a problem, um, your feelings are always hurt, you're always sad, and you're on an emotional roller coaster, um, isolation, mm -hmm. because sometimes you get isolated from everything and everybody maybe that you were a part of or involved with before this relationship, and like, um, what else? Just wow, I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> anger, like mm. um, if you have excessive mm. anger, if you're mm. excessively sad, just like your emotions are all over the place. Mm. Un unstable. You can't yeah. focus. You can't, you know, if your world revolves around this person and you're just it's like you don't care about anything else. You don't care about your own goals. You're yeah, not yeah, striving yeah. for your own things. You're so wrapped up into this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You said something that triggered a thought. Is there a difference between being selfish and self-centered? Hmm, that's a good question. Right. So, um, so you think about someone that's selfish. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that we just want to ourselves. I think sometimes that's healthy. Like, if you're in a relationship and let's say your mate is like, I want this time to spend by myself because they need that time to themselves. And let's say they say, Thursday nights, I'm going out with the boys, right? That's that's the time that I need to release, to let some things go. Of course, I give you your time. You, you know, I'm spending that time with you, but I need these moments. Opposed to someone that's self-centered, is like no, I want you around me all the time. I want I'm checking on you, right? Like you have to do everything my way, or they only think about themselves. They don't mm -hmm. communicate. They don't. Um, they don't care about your needs. It's like how do you service me? So, so you yes, know, there, there's a difference. So there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because I hear people, you know, I've been even thinking about that in my own just thoughts and 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 conversations. Is we like to say. You know, people are selfish. It's like, well, there's some things that you just hold sacred to yourself. Mm -hmm. But self-centered is like we believe that the world revolves yeah. around us. Mm -hmm. So now that's what leads to then manipulation. Okay, how can I get the result I want? Yeah. Right? How can I gas her head up so that I can get what I want? How can I withhold something from him to get what I want? How can I, you know, like even if you think about even stuff like that, it's like, 
there's it's the manipulation is different from men and women, right? Um, you know, it's like typically it's what can she withhold from him, whether it's sex, whether it's the children, whether it's his 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 time to himself, right? And then what is he trying to get out of her, whether it be again sex, whether it be um um attention, right? Um uh what are some other things that that men try to get um have someone please their ego i feel that's a big one with men it's, it goes around their ego like absolutely what can she do for my ego to build me up absolutely mm-hmm. yep there you that go too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yep 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 those are yeah i i will say it's always crazy to um it's always when, crazy when I see like a dude dropping their girl off to work and it's like they go home and chill. And that's like oh, every man. day. And I'm like, okay, something is backwards here. Yeah. yeah. Like how do you how are you getting the freedom to, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> <laughs> that's always interesting. Because that's a two way thing right there. It is it is what it is. Okay. She thinks it's okay. And what how he goes about moving things, he thinks it's okay for him to, you know, not be working and out here hustling and doing his thing and to be driving her car. So that both are agreeing that it's okay. But what if she really doesn't think it's okay? What if she just she's comfortable with him not leaving the house and her having the car, well, even though he's dropping her off. But if she says, you know, it's my car, it's her car. So what if she she doesn't really think it's okay? She's just comfortable because she knows where he's at. Right, right. So that, that's that's definitely a good point because um, there's a reason that she's comfortable because mm-hmm. that's still saying yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's finding comfort somewhere in accepting that, even if it makes her uncomfortable. So almost going back to either like what you're saying with the the parents or past relationships, somewhere she probably saw that it was okay to do that, but her intuition is telling her this is not okay, but something that she saw that she put her mind as normal probably kept her in that situation or that those uh, relationships too can be codependent. Yeah. In some type of way, yeah. you know, it could be something material, something on emotional level, like you, you know, it's like you, you fulfill me or, you know, fulfill a void to be some type of way. So I'm going to kind of keep you here, Yeah, you know, unspoken, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be used as a way of control, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. To, mm-hmm. to, to even let him, again, with the ego thing, like it's my car. So she has the ability to dictate, even though she doesn't know what he does when he drives yeah. off. But then it gives him a sense of power because he's around my boy. His boys are like, "Yo, it's my girl's car, man. She let me drive it," and it just shows, like I said, the codependency, right? Because there, there might be something that um, that's toxic in her that he's feeding, mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? They feed the the. The toxic areas of each other so it's like mm-hmm. you, you're giving me this toxic food and i enjoy it that's what allows you to get comfortable mm-hmm. and then we're in a day and age to where um we've tried to get away from 
the God-given gender roles. We're trying so hard mm-hmm. to get away from what are, God. We, we are, but I feel like we're also having at the same time. Because I feel like some people we're trying to change the gender roles, but we still want a, we still want certain things to still be traditional. Exactly. Like. Right, and that's the confusing part. Right. Is you know we're we're let's say. Ladies are wanting to do what men do, right? So now that we have ladies trying to do what men do, men are out of place. So now they're trying to fit in what women do. And what we're finding out is neither side is enjoying that because we weren't built that way. Mm-hmm. Men were built to go out and hunt, and the women were built to take care of the home. Of course, people you know, people will come at me for saying this, and people would get mad, but it's like, that's just how it has been and it has worked. Right? Because, you know, the example is always if somebody breaks in the house, who's supposed to wake up and go check out what the threat is? Mm-hmm. Right. The men are supposed to put their lives on the line, but then if we put our lives on the line, but you're not willing to submit to the leadership, right? So we, you want us to, you know, I shouldn't say you. They want us to go sacrifice ourselves, but then when it's time to make decisions that lead the house in a certain direction, it's like, no, I got to have control of that. And it can't go both ways, right? Um, It's like we have, because we have such a bad view of marriage, right? Marriage looks toxic right now because there's a lot of bad examples of what marriage is. And because we've gotten away from what is marriage? What is the thing that God instituted? Right? Because, you know, another part is we're trying to get away from God. Right? We're trying to become our own God. So we want to define things that make us comfortable. And it's like, I put this system in place before any of us was even thought of, put on this earth. But we, we've gotten full of ourselves to think, hey, we could change it. Right. Because, you know, we're we're equal and it's like, yes, we're equal as humans, but we have different responsibilities. And that's that's the conversation that's being missed, which is leading to this toxic relationship between men and women today is we're equal. Right. God looks at at us as the same. We all have value as humans. We just have different responsibilities. Case in point, we're looking at how um, if you look at people that are in two-parent households tend to develop better than those that are from single-parent households. Um, More people generate wealth inside of marriage opposed to outside of marriage, right? Um, So many people are raised by single parents, right? We... So there's so many things. So it's like we're seeing a large sample size of what does it look like when ladies are leading children, right? Because if there's not a man there to establish environments for the wife, for the woman to establish the atmosphere, it breeds chaos. So So that's a part of the role in which God created us to be. God created men to be the protector the provider and the one part that I believe is missing is the priest bringing the spiritual order in the household. And now the wife, the woman is to nurture, 
She is to be the helpmate. Right. We all we hear people talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. And it's like if you read that text, everything she does is in addition to what the husband does. It's not trying to supersede what the husband does. It's if he falls short in this area, this is where, again, we come to complement one another. Like if I fall short and being able to manage the finances, but my wife's better at it, then she takes care of that. But if she's poor at planning and I'm better at planning, right? So, and I think we've gotten that those roles, right? We, we think those are the roles that we're trying to stop. And it's like, if he's better at cooking, let him cook. If she can't cook, then she doesn't cook. You understand that through the dating process. But um, because we don't have those tools, then now we get into a marriage that becomes toxic because... Neither one of us uh, have established what is our what is our our responsibility in this household. What is my relation to um, this household? And like I said, we go into um, many times we go into toxic relationships because we didn't heal from the previous relationship, right? Yeah, it's like we collect baggage uh, more and more relationship to relationship. Um, <laughs> Especially if sex was involved, emotional, like, just give, you know, that emotional investment, if that's there, um, you know, a lot of that has a big factor in it as well. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I think that has the biggest factor. Yeah. I believe sex has the biggest um, effect on relationships, especially dating relationships, because it was never intended for us to just freely enjoy outside of the marriage context. So we change that. Yep. And that's what I was going to say earlier. Like, I think one of the things that, um, I guess you say, yeah, contributes to toxic relationships, but, um, that the influence of the culture. So what you see so much of on the programs and movies, TV shows, um, how your girlfriends act, how the homeboys act, um, all that stuff, like in, and it's, it's become the quality of character to be a good mate um, and just a, a, a quality person in a relationship. A lot of stuff is like like watered down through the years, like especially that stuff that that, that money can't buy. Yeah, a lot a lot of us, you know, especially men, you know, like I'm gonna just throw a bag, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then think that they could, you know, have a past to be in a relationship or keep a woman or whatever. Um, and women like, you know, this cookie going to keep him, you know, too. So it's like, we use these things that are, you know, they, they're, they're pleasing and they're good if they feel good in the moment and whatnot, but they don't keep us going in the long run. So it's like, we kind of go off of qualities that are more on short term, uh, longevity as opposed to things that can last in the long run, which, you know, if y'all come together and marry, have children and you building a strong family foundation and now the generations can be you know positively affected but we see now because of the lack thereof and a lot of us in our community and our uh, families and everything that you know mom dad you know kind of missed something or you know messed up or there's some healing that they didn't deal with that they inherited from their surroundings parents or whoever that they you know carried on 
um, acted out in front of us. And once again, we thought it was normal. And we stayed in 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 certain types of relationships and, you know, disregard the red flags because of a lot of those ideologies that were already in the mind that we didn't, you know, take the, take the time to actually examine, like, this didn't work for mama. This didn't work for daddy. Yeah. This didn't work for them, so why am I doing it? But I think that's also why we've gotten away from certain things, too, because... I think like the younger generations, like we're kind of social media. We have things at our Big disposal. Factor. So we're kind of just like, okay, wait, no, we not doing it like <laughs> they were doing uh-huh. it. Like, you know, yeah. no, my mama did this, but no, I'm going to do it like this. And so I think we just kind of, I think social media, honestly, I feel like social media is what is killing relationships mm-hmm. because we're just like seeing what, everybody else is doing oh she's getting this from this person or we see celebrities and they're getting spoiled by their man he's buying them she's yep. buying, he's buying her yep. car and all this and it's like, oh i want a lamb truck too i want yep. this i want that and i don't know i think it's that in the music um music definitely mm-hmm. the city girls i love me some city girls but i feel like <laughs> some people don't know how to you don't have to take everything to heart and literally like yeah. that you know you hear and digest i don't know if that's the right word but um yeah i think social media definitely because especially like twitter dangerous because <laughs> i feel like relationships are always going uh that discussion on twitter yeah <laughs> yeah the threads are funny when you see them on instagram i don't do too much twitter because yeah. <laughs> it's just it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. um on twitter but it's like like you said, social media has really caused us to not appreciate what's in front of us. Cause, because one, there's so many options at the mm-hmm. at the tip of our fingers. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, stuff like Tinder, Bumble, these dating apps lead to toxic relationships because it's, you know, one, uh, for some ladies, it gives them this false sense of, I'm this bomb person because all these dudes want to holler at me. Not understanding that all these dudes just want to get something from you. Right. And then these dudes that are running through the girls are like, oh man, my ego. Cause I've, I can pull this one. I can pull this one. And it's like, you know, both of you are, um, again, going back to feeling the toxic need in the other person, or it's just for sex. It's not for, uh, for growth. It's just mm-hmm. for like I just need to to get my rocks off, uh, yeah. For lack of a better term, right. right. So, uh, what do we think? So, what do you think about um, the lack of self self accountability in ourselves that lead to toxic relationships, toxic behaviors, accepting toxic things from the person or the opposite, you know, whoever we're dating or pursuing. How, what does that play into the toxic relationship? They go hand in hand. Um, I feel like your relationship is your your mirror of your relationship with yourself, hmm. and like you said, your parent as well. But your it's a, it's a mirror of yourself. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I say um, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm the only one that's married on the panel, um, or in the conversation. Marriage is literally a mirror 
It's literally like you look at yourself. Yep. That's the whole point of marriage is two bodies becoming one, two, two spirits becoming one, two, two entities becoming one. So when you look in the mirror, you see her. And it's not a literal like you see her, but from a spiritual connection, at least for me, for her. If, you know, for a wife, it's her husband. It's like when you look in the mirror, you should see your spouse. That's the way it's supposed to be. So I absolutely agree that it's, um, um, I forgot to point that quickly. But I agree with what you said. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that accountability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, um, but yeah, that uh, reflection, you know, that, that's, and that's a point that she was making. Yeah, there you go. Um, a mirror, because that's, and that's what a lot of relationships are, um, really, especially close mm-hmm. relationships, um, even um, you know, parent, parental, um, child to parent, parent relationships are very much a mirror. Um, especially when you realize, you know, who you are, as well. Um, and for a lot of people, even when they look at themselves in the mirror, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. And when you get in a relationship and you don't like what you see in the mirror, because that's the closest person to you, they get a lot of the blame. They get a lot of the projections that come out and it may not even be it's okay and it may not even be personal (laughs) but that's just what tends to happen a person that's close to you you tend to you know kind of you know uh and project things you know and and things like that and that's what it exposes and with lack of accountability it's like there's nothing letting you know that like all right that's that's a messed up part of me, and that's actually me, and that's something that I need to work on, as opposed to like just blame, 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 and finding out this and the other person, and you know, and, and starting stuff that don't even need to be, you know, started up, you know. So um, that it could be, it's it's ugly, but the 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 realest thing that you know anyone could do. Um, coming out of a toxic relationship or begin to go in a relationship is first examine self and like accept and be definitely self-accountable and be real with yourself like about you know the good the bad the ugly and I think two relationships need to be um, open enough it's it's good to be with somebody open enough to where y'all can openly talk about in full honesty like this is the good, this is the bad, this is the ugly, this is what I've been dealing with and whatnot. And sometimes we don't disclose certain things because we think we might run them off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with what you said because for me, the accountability didn't come until way after the relationship was over with because I feel like when you're in that toxic relationship, you can't see it. Everybody else can see it, but you can't. You're just in it. And then, like, once I got out of it, at first you're, like, pointing the finger, like, no, you were terrible. You did this. You did that. You did this to me. And then after a while, you know, once you, like you said, you make that choice to be, to self-reflect, like, okay. And then you start thinking, well, okay, obviously I had some flaws, too. Or, you know what, I allowed you to do these things to me. Or I accepted these things from you, you know, so... Definitely for me, it came afterwards and during that healing process of the breakup and getting over it, realizing that, okay, this person's not just 
the devil and you were just this <laughs> right. angel. Yeah, right. right. Because right. then you'll just start running into the same thing with the next exactly. person. Exactly. And then when that person starts, you start having the same issues and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Man, because that's so key because you can miss a whole opportunity yeah. with somebody that is pure quality yeah. and you're dealing with a real one and then they telling you about yourself like, yo, that's ugly. And then you're like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't believe you just said that to me about myself. No one's ever told me that before. Yeah. You know, so that's that's hard to swallow. And we all need somebody who will keep it real with us and let us know mm-hmm. like, you know, mm, all that right there. That ain't, that ain't look good on you right there. And it's affecting us right now. So you need to, you know, so it's, and you gotta you gotta be grown. You gotta you gotta be mature enough to handle that. Definitely that the accountability, um, first the self accountability, and to be held accountable in a relationship. Definitely. Yeah, and then also uh, like you said, blaming. It's like you, 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 and then it's like if you've been into let's say five consecutive toxic relationships. At some point, you have to say, okay, what is the common denominator (laughs) in all of these relationships? Oh, it's me. And the toughest part is to say it's me. That is the hardest part. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. We all think we're just so awesome. Right. Right. (laughs) We have like this overinflated sense of self, right? We have this, like, it's good to have a healthy ego. When we get into that toxic ego, like we, as we were talking about earlier, of um, I'm, I'm the table, right? Uh, I'm the, I'm the prize. Everybody's like, I'm the prize. I'm the prize. I'm the prize. And it's like, yeah, to somebody, but it's not necessarily the person that you're with, and you have to be okay with that, and all, all have to again kill that ego. I've heard it said that ego is nothing but edging God out. And when when you sit in, and I think pride also has a large, um, a yep. large, large right part there. to play in toxicity is because the pride. That's big. Is, you know, this is who I am. I ain't changing for nobody. Oof, like this is <laughs> this is me, right? You just got to take me as I am. And it's like, yeah, no, I don't. Like, no, we don't have to take you as you are. We, like, again, relationships are a mirror and it's to sharpen, right? It's to pull out the best in you. Um, But it's, again, through childhood traumas, through friendships, through our past. And then, you know, that's the other thing. We don't let go of what happened. So instead of letting go of what happened, you know, we we try to bring it into what's next. And, um, you know, it's important that we understand that we can't do that, right? We, we have to, under, we have to know that, um, that it's not healthy for us, right? So this has been a fruitful conversation, right? We're, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break. Uh, we're gonna cut it right here because, you know, it's getting good. We want to, you know, we want to spend time in the toxic part of the relationships. Now we're going to discuss in the next part, how do we go from toxic to purpose? Yeah. Purposeful dating, because it's necessary to know that. Anybody have any last words, last thoughts on the whole toxic, um, thought toxic 
discussion because the goal is to leave that in this part, <laughs> 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 right? And talk about where do we, we go? Can still reference on the next right. one, yeah. <laughs> right? So, y'all good? Cool, ladies. We thank you for joining us for part one. I know y'all will be back for part two. You guys stay tuned in. Um, you don't want to miss uh, part two. So, again, hit that notification bell, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Raw Purpose Podcast. Find us on Instagram at rawonpurpose underscore and on Facebook. You can follow us there. Um, and then email us at rawonpurpose at gmail.com. So if y'all can do us a favor, drop some comments. Let us know what you thought about it. And uh, Yeah, talk a little, tell, tell us a little bit about your toxic situations yep. and, you know, <laughs> the red flags that have been over, all that type of stuff. Yep. So, yeah. If there's anything you feel we missed, just pull it out and we may talk about it on another day. So until next time. It's your boy Zay. And it's your boy Rashad. And this is the Wrong Purpose Podcast. Tap in. Tap in, tap in. Tap into your purpose. Tap in, tap in. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. 